and welcome to Discuss, a podcast which tries to encourage open and honest conversation around various topics and social issues. This podcast is hosted by me, Hayley Rose Dean. Each week, I'll be inviting a guest onto my podcast to have a discussion around a different topic that's relevant and relatable in the world today. If you do enjoy listening, then I'd really appreciate some encouragement and feedback in the form of rating and reviewing this episode, which takes just a few minutes of your time. You can subscribe to stay up to date with the latest episodes, and it also really helps others to find the podcast. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Discuss. I hope you're all having a great week. On today's episode, I talk to the lovely Phoebes about fat phobia and body acceptance slash positivity slash neutrality. The movement itself is nuanced and we discuss why that is. We talk about what it means to identify as a fat woman and the discrimination that comes with that. Phoebe talks really openly about the body shaming and bullying she's experienced as a result of her size and how much it has impacted her on an emotional level. She wants to tackle the social stigmas and assumptions around fatness, including the myth that you can't be fat and healthy. I'm not going to say any more because Phoebe really says it all in this episode, but I do just want to add a trigger warning that we are going to discuss bullying, fat phobic abuse and mental health, including a mention of suicide in this episode. Hey, Phoebe, and welcome to Discuss. Thanks so much for coming on. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm really good this morning up nice and early <laughs> yeah sorry I have dragged you out of bed on a Friday morning I'm sorry <laughs> oh but it's I'm glad you're doing good um so Phoebes, as you know something I do with everyone on my podcast just to get uh the juices flowing is ask you to recommend something to read something to watch and something to listen to for everyone else yes um, so what I've, I'm going to recommend what I've just finished reading um, because it's freshest in my head and it is just amazing is a book by Sarah Pascoe called Sets Power Money which is like exploring like ideologies behind those three things and how they all link in together and goes a lot into the porn industry and why we value people's um, sets rather than their actual well-being so it's really it's really interesting um, and it's really funny because she is hilarious. It's really funny. I really um, want to read that book. It's been sat in my, you know, when you have like a reserved list on Amazon or whatever, like, uh, yeah, it's been sat in there for ages. It's, oh, I got it as a Christmas present and I was, oh, when I opened it, I was like, I was so excited. Yay. <laughs> so uh, I just also finished, I'm not sure if it's finished all its episodes, but it's called I May Destroy You on BBC iPlayer, it's BBC Three. Um, and it stars Michaela Cole. Um, it's a really heavy watch. She gets date raped and it's um, it's so realistic, like what she goes through in her everyday life and it covers so many different issues. Um, and it definitely don't watch it if you're in a sort of sensitive space. It took me a few weeks to sort of get, get into watching it, but it's so good, like it's so good. Um, and it's really eye-opening. Um, and I think every, everyone's watching it at the moment. As well I'm as obsessed with it. And you, this is the second, you're the second person um, this series to recommend that. So people need to go and watch it if they yeah, haven't. Yeah, you have to watch You've it. You've heard it from it's two so people good. now. It's so, so good. <laughs> but I think by the time this airs, I think it will have finished as well. So you can literally yeah. binge it. <laughs> it's amazing. I've just, we, 
we watched uh, I watched one episode on iPlayer, then I watched the another one with my friend, and we like powered through them. Um, it's quite nice to watch with someone else as well, I think, because it's quite it's obviously quite heavy. Um, and then recommend to listen. So it's part. I'm going to just do my favorite song, really, and it's called "Selfish" by Little Sims, and it's like um, just the lyrics are really, really good. They're all about like loving yourself and like how it doesn't happen quickly and you've got to work and it's okay it's okay to be selfish like that's the whole premise of the song um and it's just really, it's got really funky it's really good it's one of my favorite oh cool thanks for those recommendations going off your listen one sort of feeds really nicely into what you're an advocate of on social media and the yeah. sort of things that you talk about which are things like self-love body positivity or body image I know there's like debates over the terminology so could you do a bit of an intro as to like who you are and what you talk about online for people who've never heard of you before um so I'm Phoebes and I'm a young sort of I'd say advocate I wouldn't I am an activist but I don't think I do do enough to maybe define myself as an activist um so an advocate for sort of all sorts of issues, trying to break down some stigmas of stuff that I've endured during my life and a lot of people have endured um, surrounding body image, self-love, self-acceptance, um, and then mental health, physical health. Um, and I'm a big fat positive. I, I'm a fat woman. I'm a happy, healthy, fat woman. That's kind of my three things. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to sort of break down that stigma of fat phobia in our society um yeah so i'd say a body positivity advocate but body positivity is flawed so i'd like to say body positivity and neutrality so maybe just i sometimes just say self-acceptance advocate lots of different titles <laughs> i know you're a you're a multi-faceted well we're all multifaceted, but yeah i feel like you have a lot of strings to your bow online but as you said like one of the um the main things that you cover are things around um, fat phobia and body positivity slash body neutrality. Um, and these are things that I was so glad you were willing to come on and talk about because I feel like they really need unpacking. Um, mm. And there's a lot of great people online talking about this, but there's still so much stigma um, against uh, people who identify as fat or people who are fat. Um, and first of all, I just want to ask like a, a base question because I think some people listening to this are going to be like, oh, she just called her fat. And mm. is like, what is your stance on identifying as someone who is fat and people, I feel like there's a reclaiming of the words sort of happening, but maybe that's just me thinking that because I'm a thin person. What's your stance no. on like the word or the terminology fat? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, there's been sort of some reclaim and taking back the power of the word because the word has hold such negativity on so many people and it still does. Um, but mm. for me, fat is not a feeling. It's a descriptor. You don't feel fat. That's another thing that people, you have fat. We all have fat on our bodies. That's just flesh. Um, but there's a difference between having fat and being fat. Um, obviously, people listening can't see me but if you did go and see a picture of me online you will see that I am a fat woman um and yeah there's sort of that 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 taking back I've taken back the power my twitter handle is fat Phoebes because I was called fat Phoebes at school and that used to hold such a 
sort of strong overpowering mm-hmm. hold on me um so when I kind of have developed now I was like yeah let's take back that name that's my name I, I'm going to use that for me they didn't they didn't have that power the people who don't like to see fat people <laughs> they mm-hmm. don't like to be in control um it's not a negative thing but it is it is for some people that's what I also like to say it's not not everyone is fat and healthy that's not my message I'm just saying it's none of your business if they're not healthy that's someone yes. else's business that is like my strong oh I have to say this to so many people sometimes but yeah well that's why I've got you on here because <laughs> I feel like um it's something that I even like as a thin person um, who's had to unpack her own fat phobia over the last, like, um, I don't know, like a handful of years. And mm. I've really changed. I do feel like there's a movement in society going on as well. Um, and something that, yeah, I, I've really learned is that fat people are stigmatized against and discriminated against in a way that like other societal groups aren't. We judge fat people in a way that we don't judge anyone else like that's not to say other people aren't oppressed by things but the way that it's accepted I guess is what I'm trying to say how we uh, speak as a society about fat people is is not okay but it in our culture it's deemed okay yes it's it's tolerable tolerate it Mm. um I think that's so true um yeah when I have people being like oh well thin people get get you know comments as well and like, yeah of course they do because we as a society just love to comment on each other but you mm-hmm. do not get the same and I, I oh I know this I know it's hard for people of any body size but there is such a difference I've literally been told to end my life because of my weight someone said you know stuff like you should die because you're so fat I had that at school all the time I know it's really hard it's not nice to say out loud mm-hmm. um and the trauma that's come with that in within my own mental health um is immense um and so it's not that that people who are thinner or of a different body type aren't oppressed with their own problems around weight and size and appearance and all that but it's not the same there's that this hatred embedded in us Mm. and I've been fat I've been fat phobic before against myself I wouldn't necessarily have like projected that um consciously onto other people maybe subconsciously I would never like you know go and attack someone for their appearance I just wouldn't do that but probably subconsciously I thought oh you know because that's just how we're brought up so yeah. we need to, when I realized like fat positive and saw these all these influencers online who were big and they looked like me I never had that representation as a young girl I never had that um so now I'm trying to do that for other people who didn't have that or who need that now um because you know you can be you can be self-conscious at any age it's not just in your teenage years it, it's it's at any time so if there's more people who are like you know what it's fine like how you look that's okay that's on you you do you um it's just trying to get that message out there and it's the stop having an opinion on someone else's body in a negative way because what do you gain from that yeah like that's the reflection sit back and think what do you gain from that a bit of bit of laughter you find it a bit funny you might have just ruined someone's week by making a fat phobic comment and it's just I could talk about this for hours yeah so I like my no it's it's so true though and this is why I I was really glad you were willing to come on here because I feel like what happens a lot of the time is fat people are dehumanized so like you said people don't think that at the end of 
like saying whatever sort of horrible abuse they're going to shout at a fat person or say to a fat person under their breath, that that is a person. Like Mm. that is a human being under there with feelings who's going to go home and have to sit with that. Um, And I think, you know, even if you look at comedy um, and like the one that springs to mind with me is like Little Britain. And like, mm. you know, the, 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 a lot of those sketches are highly problematic and would never have been allowed. Actually, I think they've just been removed from Netflix. Some have been removed. From, yeah, yeah um, because, you know, we, the world's in a different place. But, but mm. you still were growing up when the world was that place. You were, you mm. were still here. Like you were a child having to that, listen to active mocking of fat people. Literally, you take that in. I mm-hmm. took that, it's like um, one that comes to mind is Rebel Wilson and all her films. I talked about this with someone in an interview the other day. Um, and it's funny to be fat. You know, mm-hmm. that's my body type you think is funny. Um, and it's for mockery. And in those films, the, the, the fat woman or fat person only gains love after they've lost weight. Mm. And that's when everything is better for them and their life gets better. No, actually, since remaining and gaining a bit of weight, my life has got better. I'm not going to lie. That's, that's what's happened for me. I know it's not the same for everyone. Um, but oh, in our mainstream media, there is no, there's still nothing. If you really, there's, there's plus size models. And this fades into the, why the body positivity movement is flawed. Plus size, I'm doing air quotes because they're not oh, I, I hate comment oh, I just hate commenting on people's bodies I think what plus like a size 16 I'm not saying that's not plus size I don't get to determine that but there's women who are why, where are the 20 plus size 20 plus lots of women and people are size 20 plus where's that representation in our mainstream media mm-hmm. and it's met back with you're obese you're fat you're unhealthy you're gonna die you're slowly killing yourself um but if the more we ingrain it into us, the more people get used to it. This is the thing. And then that, 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 that sort of awful mindset of, you know, all fat people are unhealthy, all fat people are going to die, um, would slowly fade out. But there's companies don't want to do that. They don't want to give. Like, um, there was a big corporate company that did a, a sportswear company that did a, a body positivity, body confidence, and there were no women who were large and body positivity is for large women it was founded by black large women to make that space for them because they didn't have that space and all that space has been taken and it's not that you can't be body positive at any size it's that large larger people especially large people of color do not have that space so Mm -hmm. why are we taking that away from them very flawed yeah it is so i really want to try and like unpack this a bit deeper because i still am conscious that like some people are probably listening and they're like you know, because of different people's own privileges, they've probably never even really thought about the term fat phobia. They've perhaps Mm. never, um, or they've sat there thinking, oh, well, you know, being thin isn't a privilege because, you know, I don't like my body. So let's talk about like fat phobia and like, what is fat phobia? Like, why are we as a society so afraid of being fat? Do you think? It's a, it's a, it's a tricky one because it's ingrained to us. A lot of it comes from misogyny. I think mm. of um, sort of the male gaze and what men maybe 50 years ago like to see. Um, and that's kind of carried on. I think that's one. It's not obviously, obviously not every man is misogynistic or anything, but it doesn't, it does continue. I, I just, looking back, it has continued. You don't see the representation. And I think... I always try it's re- it's really tricky as you say I'm a bit stumbling a bit because 
it's such a big thing it's quite a loaded um, question I get like yeah it's quite... <laughs> <laughs> um but I think we're just I don't know it's what we've been fed by by mm. society and media and other people is that you know p- programs like super size super skinny mm. you didn't want to be either one but you'd rather be the super skinny one society we're like we're basically the the way I try and explain it to people um especially like coming from from a thin person is that it's the internalization of the fear of fat doesn't mean that you know for example I grew up not liking my body for a long time um especially I wasted a lot of my teenage years hating my body wanting to be thinner and I was a thin person but I couldn't see that I you know I wasn't thin enough there's so much scarcity in thinness um and I wanted to be thinner because I'd internalized the fat phobia of which is due to a lack of representation because Mm. everyone I saw in the media was really, really thin. Um, Not even just, you know, like, I mean, I am very thin, but like painfully thin. Um, What's that term? Like um, heroin chic, like kind of Mm. that sort of era um, was what I grew up with in magazines and people were obsessed with dieting, with weight loss. And it, I genuinely grew up thinking that being fat was one of the worst things I could be. Mm. And that is really, really sad. But that was my experience as a thin person. So someone recently said to me that, you know, being a thin person and hating your body is you know, it's sad, but that's, that's valid. You're allowed to hate you. You're allowed to, you're allowed to hate your body, but recognize that your thin privilege is the fact that society doesn't also hate your body. Yeah. Your body isn't hated by mass people. Mm -hmm. Your body isn't under scrutiny all the time. And it doesn't mean that that can't happen and that it does happen. Obviously everything's a unique situation, but it's just not the same. And I'm not trying to dismiss anyone's feelings when I say that, but it's not. I know it's not because I have been thinner and I've been thinner and that's I've I've been liked more people have wanted to talk to me more people have wanted to you know date me whatever because I've been thinner gained weight changed that all mm. changed and I I was the same I grew up not liking my body but I grew up fat not liking my body so mm. I already didn't like my body but no one else liked my body and so I didn't have that validation and I used to think the only validation that mattered was from other people and obviously I've learned over the last few years and I've, I've taught myself that my validation is the only validation that matters for me not that other people's opinions don't matter but their opinions negatively don't I don't need them I don't need someone to tell me I'm great I I think I'm great so yes yeah, so that's, that's all, all that matters yeah so what was it like for you um like you know when did body shaming start start from you like you mentioned at the beginning you know you were literally just called fat phoebes in school which is like which is really unsurprising to me because if I think back to school there were people like there were people I knew that because they were the fat kid just the 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 label fat just got put in front of their name um Mm. and it wasn't even a subtlety it was just like oh but they are fat so we can call them that we can call her fat phoebes um but how did that feel for you because again like I'm very conscious that people dehumanize um fat people and I Mm. think it's really important that you speak about that and what that really was like for you to Mm. experience and go through 
it was literally a living hell school was i literally talked about school with my parents yesterday and we talked about like because obviously everything going on the world with coronavirus the schools are opening again and all of that so we were just talking mm. about school and i was just made a joke like oh because you know they're gonna space out like groups and stuff so you don't have to be with everyone in the school and i was like oh i wish i had that when i was at school um yeah it was oh i don't even know what the specific word is but d- just fear when I think back to school and that sort of how small I felt I was obviously not physically but how how weak it made me feel and Mm. the people who did that probably will never understand that um and the the trauma it's afflicted on me I've I've still had nightmares I had a nightmare the other week about school and I spoke to I'm in therapy so I spoke to my therapist about it and I was just like how is it like three years later I'm still like still struggling with this so oh, much um, and it's not that they like have a power over necessarily my self-love I think it's just the I've got that embedded fear in me because if people have told you constantly every day like, you're a fat whale you're a fat bitch um, why aren't you back in the sea for being a whale I'm, I'll give it to them those insults are quite creative um, I could probably never come up with something like that um, but I've heard it all before um, so with all of that, and you're told you're unlovable, that doesn't go away. That mm. stays with you. That, st- that affects my dating now. That affects aspects of my life now. And I'm always, you know, I, I don't need people's validation, but I am fearful of people's judgment sometimes. As, as that 15-year-old girl comes back flooding back, and I'm like, oh, God. It's, re- it's stopped me from doing things. I haven't, I haven't been swimming in about five, six years, probably five years. Um, because at school was at school or like a party or something someone laughed at me in a swimming costume and was pointing at my legs because I cellulite um and that broke me and that's still broken me I need to go work on that personally um but it doesn't go away my bullying will stay with me forever and my bullying not necessarily but fat phobic harassment I guess still happens now it happens a lot online it's happened in public it's happened at work um my old job not my current job um and even having to hear family and friends internalized fat phobia mm. and how they project that like you know or comments people i call it casual this is what i call casual fat phobia oh you look great have you lost weight i don't even i had someone ask me that the other day in the shop and i was on the phone to my best friend and he just froze on the phone to me like what did she just say to you Mm. and I just said to her um I'm just a bit tired because I looked really unwell I didn't look healthy she was like you look amazing and I was like is that because I've, I've lost weight because of stress lately so no I don't I'm not yeah. looking amazing I'm I was at my worst point like say about a month ago I was like no I, I don't look amazing I'm unwell <laughs> um but to other people because of how our society works I look incredible um when I've lost weight or look severely unwell <laughs> And I've, I've experienced body shaming, I think it was probably unconsciously since I was seven, because we had to weigh ourselves at school, um, and I was what? the largest. So, yeah, um, it was year two or year three, we were weighing ourselves for like a science lesson or whatever it was, and um, I was the largest. So when I found out I was the largest, I lied, because I didn't want to be the largest, because it was the worst thing in the world to be the largest. Mm. And that started as seven, and that's carried on with me um obviously I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to be the largest now but 
through my teenage years yes I did and that affected my life in many ways especially of how I viewed myself and then that affected my mental health and then that uh, has affected my mental illnesses and then that's affected my relationship with my mum that's affected uh, me dating people that's affected my trust in people it's it's affected everything fat phobia has affected everything in my life and that's why I'm so passionate about it and I won't stop being passionate about it and I won't you know people someone said oh you always go on about being fat and I'm like yeah mm. because 15 year old me would be so proud she'd be so proud that I'm not stopping and that I wish I could just go back and tell her and be like it's okay it gets easier you're gonna love yourself and um but yeah it's it does stick with me it doesn't go maybe mm. it will go one day I don't I can't predict the future but time oh, being babes. I still think about it it's so yeah. it's so sad to hear about you know your experience of of school and how much your life has been affected and in ways limited because of mm. fat phobia but also it's so uh good to hear how you've turned your oppression into a form of I think empowerment mm. um through accepting like I always say um that you know obviously I don't have an experience because I'm a thin person of being oppressed in that way but like I have the experience of being a woman and like just to put it into a context that's that I can relate to is mm. I always say like one of the biggest fuck yous you can give to the patriarchy is to love yourself and I guess Literally. like that is the same for you in this context but then also like one of the biggest fuck yous you can give to society as a fat person is to love yourself and to love a your fat body woman and a fat, fat yeah you've got like yourself. the double discrimination going on <laughs> I've said that before I said oh society doesn't like me because I'm a woman and if you think misogyny is not rife in our society then you need to like no go and educate yourself because it still is maybe not as much as it was 100 years ago but it's still around Mm -hmm. um and it you know women are still sold all over the world and you know some men don't feel that they can talk about their mental health and that's why obviously feminism is such a rife thing there's so many other things there are gender issues it goes on and on and on um as it should we should talk about all those things um and women are still property. FGM still happens. So when, you know, women want to reclaim their body or want to feel loved or powerful, then don't stop it. Why are you getting mm. in the way of that? And it's even other women. I've had other women shame me. And I'm like, come on. Like, we're in this together. We're in a society where we're already deemed as the lesser sex, as the weaker sex, as, as not strong people, as, you know, oh, we should just settle down and have a husband and all of that cool if you want to do that it's great but my purpose in life isn't to have children I know that my purpose in life I feel is to to make change that's what drives me so I think it is yeah as women it is the biggest fuck you love yourself I I I don't just say oh I'm only advocating for fat positive and um, only fat people should love themselves no I'm everyone if your body looks like mine this is something I always say if your body looks like mine amazing if it looks a little bit like mine amazing if it looks nothing like mine amazing it's mm. what works for you as long as you're happy and healthy and comfortable within yourself that's all that matters um it's n- it's not deeper than that I'm not it's nothing it's not an yeah. ulterior motive that's it so this is something I really want to talk about because um, I basically want to sort of just unpick some arguments that I've come up against when I'm having this debate with people. And something mm-hmm. you said just there just really made me think about um, this debate that fat people are promoting and encouraging others to be fat or mm. like like promoting a 
we'll talk about the health thing separately actually because but the unhealthy lifestyle air quotes but what's your response to people that are like oh but you know i'm sorry i just don't agree with it because like why should you promote being fat this is the thing maybe people are promoting being fat they're promoting just acceptance and that acceptance they might might be a fat person it's that's a then goes back to what's how it's ingrained in our society and i kind of just think not promoting obesity i'm not even obese myself i have been obese before um and that's my own personal issue which i don't need to explain to anyone i'll happily mm-hmm. explain it if i if i feel i need to but i never need to justify it why do i need to justify my size because yeah. society wants me to fuck you society i don't want to i don't need to none of us do um and that kind of is if you're overweight of your underweight or whatever and that's unhealthy for you then yes get your doctor involved sort that out that's that's i'm not dismissing that i regularly have checkups with my doctor not so much lately because of corona but um and i weighed myself in my last one i've weighed myself here just to make sure i've actually lost weight not on purpose that's just stress um and she did, she was like, you don't need to lose any weight because I was I was conscious of it at the start of the year. Like, do I need to do I need to lose weight? Like, like on a health side, do I need to? I don't. And I think also like something that I try and say to people is, um, I don't believe like I completely agree. And like fat people aren't here saying like come and be fat. They're just saying accept yourself. But also mm. if they are saying be fat, when the world for central like however long has been saying be thin what's wrong with like a very small percentage of people saying you know what fuck being thin be fat yeah <laughs> i don't like true. i don't understand like the double standards of it yeah um, there is a big double standard in there i think i'm i'm just like be whatever you want to be to be honest and exactly it's like, if, if i even was unhealthy and promoting self-acceptance that's okay it's not anyone's business mm. um I sometimes think, would people listen to me less if I was really unhealthy with my weight? Probably. Um, that doesn't mean I, I am a fat woman, you know, that's my, I'm comfortable with that label because that's my body type. But um, that is something I'm like, God, would people actually listen to me if I like, you know, was two dress sizes bigger? Mm. Probably not as much. Um, you'd hope, you know, try and have faith in our society and community, but that's still flawed there uh it's just such a like sometimes it tires me out just having to to try and just be like I'm allowed to exist in this body and that's okay and trying to make that space and be like yeah it's not about promoting like for me anyway I'm not like come and come and be fat just go you know don't eat I don't eat mass amounts of food or anything I have my own reasons why I've gained weight and why it's really hard for me to lose weight and the conditions we you know we've spoken about that separately Mm. um and that's my personal thing. I'm not promoting, you know, go on, don't have PCOS. Oh, I've had people be like, oh, you're promoting an unhealthy lifestyle. I'm like, you don't even know my lifestyle. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm unhealthy probably in other ways. You know, drink and smoke sometimes. That's more unhealthy than what I eat. Obviously, with lockdown, a lot of us have struggled with exercise and stuff. I try and do yoga. That's the one for me. But like, I just said, why am I, why do I need to validate? Why do I need to say that? Why do I need to? to sort of justify why I the size I am I'm the size I am and I'm, I'm fine with that yeah so let's talk about the health debate because I think this is the biggest thing that fat community come up against um mm-hmm. as we said like oh they're promoting an unhealthy lifestyle and I think people just will not believe that you can be fat and healthy people still think that thinness equates health and mm. um 
it's a difficult thing to unpick because we have been sold that narrative for so long. It's a rhetoric we've all been sold. Um, But I really think people need to start opening their minds up to the dangers of that rhetoric. Um, Mm. I've read some really, you know, awful stories of fat people, you know, missing really serious diagnoses of other illnesses because they go, as soon as they walk into a doctor's office, doctor just says, oh, it's because you're fat. Lose weight. weight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so like, that. what's that, what is that like for you? And you know, what, I know we've touched on this, but um, you can, you can be fat and healthy and I don't really know, you're sort of more the person to explain this mm. and unpick it than me. Yeah. So you can be fat and healthy. Um, <clears throat> I'm a walking example of it. Uh, whatever I say, I'm a walking example of it. It's a body shame would be like, oh, it takes you a while to walk up the stairs. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> um, weird comment. Um, but you can be fat and healthy. I think. Why can't you? Is what do you know? Are you my doctor. Like you know, the, the, all these people, these body shamers who say you can't be fat and healthy. Do you know the medical behind it? Like there was that article that came out saying everything you know about obesity is wrong, and it's right. Um, I'm not going to quote all of that because I can't remember it exactly. I don't want to uh, floor that in any way. Um, but it's the that's something that's also in medically in our society that's that judgment. You know, walking into a doctor's and being told you need to lose weight, and sometimes yeah, you probably do need to lose weight and need to gain weight. But that again is a personal issue, and you can have. I was told to lose weight, and it's taken me four years to be diagnosed with PCOS. Four mm. years. That's four years of painful periods and and hormone more than painful periods so it's 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 i don't even know the word um and and the hormonal and hair growth and constant weight gain that was i literally had a personal trainer for two years and was like dieting myself and i still gained weight still that's Mm. when i kind of was like hit the point of like okay let's learn to love this body now because nothing is working um and I reached a point where I had to be put on medication uh, for my PCOS because I wasn't healthy. My, not, it wasn't like to lose, wasn't, medication wasn't to, to lose weight, it was to regulate my periods, which then I think it all sort of just came into one thing and my like uh, blood sugar levels got better, my hormone levels got better and all of that. Um, and, but that sort of, that was dismissed because I was a fat girl. So it was like, just lose some weight. And so another thing is puberty. Like puberty affects everyone differently, but a lot of us do gain weight during puberty and then we might lose that. And that's the thing, like our weight fluctuates all the time for everyone. You're not going to always remain at the same stone or kg or anything. You're not going to, that's not going to be a constant. We're all, every day we're losing and gaining bits of our body. I've just completely forgotten what was the question just talking about um like sort of the the health debate and you know you can be fat and be healthy but people are so opposed to that concept Mm. I think that's like what you said earlier we've been brought up with that narrative is is that you can't be be fat you know you see like food campaigns and stuff and it's always like the really big people eating the burgers or like Mm. um that's in our mainstream media and I think the whole you know we talked about this a, a, a few minutes ago was that the fat people are the funny ones they're the ones to laugh at um and that you know dehumanize they're not people with feelings um and w- w- just when it comes to health i think 
I just really express that's your unique situation. That's like, mm-hmm. like my, my health is nothing to do with you, Haley, and your health is nothing to do with me. Um, unless we want to share that with each other, make that each other's business, whatever. But it's we don't need to like as fat people like myself and other fat people. We don't need to validate our weight to others and why we're why we're that weight like no Mm. i've just gone on for about two minutes talking about it but that's just to explain sort of my own health reasons but i don't need to validate that's the reason why i'm fat i'm fat and like just get over it if it bothers you so much just don't say anything like why do you need to yeah no i completely because this is the thing that i have is like um you know i always think but why like why is no one questioning my health Oh, it's because Mm. I'm in a thin body and that's thin privilege. Um, And thin privilege is a term that I've found people, well, a lot of people are resistant to anything that involves ownership of their privilege in the first instance. (laughs) Um, But um, thin privilege, particularly, I I feel like the comeback I get to that is, oh, but um, how's it a privilege? I choose to be thin and they choose to be fat. So like, why is it a privilege? And I'm like thin or fat that's that's another thing you have different genetic conditions life circumstances that can affect everything your weight is something that is so it can go one way or the other so easily and so different for everyone um mm. thin privilege that doesn't dismiss things like eating disorders but then you can have an eating disorder as a large person as well that's something that needs to come into our society that's valid it's literally on the who website like it's not something that big people have made up it's it's literally um I haven't ever experienced an eating disorder, but I know people in my life who have. And that whole thin privilege, I think that doesn't mean, like we've said earlier, we've said, we've said say it, say it, say it again, isn't it? It doesn't mean you haven't had your issues with your body, with your lifestyle, whatever it is. You just haven't had the same hatred by society that your body is like the worst thing in the world to have. My body is viewed as awful and disgusting and gross and I'm slowly killing myself I've had that so many times said to me um and I'm unlovable and unworthy all because I have a bit of fat on me that's mm. how society views me but still I know that as a fat woman um I experience fat phobia and fat phobic harassment and body shaming pretty much every week whether it's online or in person um and I'm resilient I've gotten used to it but that's not how it should be we should all just accept each other for the sizes we are and just let people get on with their own thing that's another thing it's their business it's not everyone just thinks this is another thing with fat people everyone thinks because I'm fat you have a right you have this leeway oh yeah just come over here and talk about my body all you want yeah it's all for you to do that's another thing with being a woman is that Mm. people think they can talk about our bodies um being a fat woman it's an open invitation for everyone apparently (laughs) yeah no it I completely and I can see that and I've been in situations you know, I've been in situations with friends where um, I've had to call them out where, you know, they'll point out uh, a fat person in a, in a club and like, um, you know, oh, oh, she wouldn't, she shouldn't really be, isn't she a bit too big to wear that? Or, oh, how does yeah, she let herself cool. get that fat? And I'm like, okay, here's, here's a chance for me as someone of thin privilege to sort of reel them in and say, but, you know, how... Why, why do you care? And I think it is a projection of fear, like because everyone is inherently fat phobic, you're so scared of being fat that you need to point at fat people and say, oh my God, but how have they done that? Because you're scared. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and that like, jealousy also yes. comes through. It's that, oh, you know, I've had, 
someone the other day was I you know, I post pictures online sometimes I'm in my underwear and that makes me feel the reason that empowers me is because I would never have looked in the mirror when I was younger or mm-hmm. or sat in my underwear and taken a really lovely picture and embraced all my fat rolls and my cellulite and my body hair and all of that um so I do that and it empower I know it empowers other people people come and tell me it does so I'm not going to stop mm. it's helping others I'm helping myself but someone was like oh you should encourage young girls but that's how they're gonna find self-love and I was like okay one that's slut shaming because mm. you just sexualized me anyway that wasn't a sexual image that's your own sexualization um number two my my sort of message of self-acceptance isn't just reduced to women and girls it's for everyone regardless of gender and age and background um and number three why are you so bothered seeing a fat person in their underwear that's your issue to unpack that's not for me to come Mm. and lay it all down for, for body shamers and be like here you go um but obviously education is important but I just kind of thought why are you shaming what is it is it fear are you fear are you upset are you jealous because I love myself and that's really sad if that's the like it genuinely is sad if body shamers are shaming people because they're really struggling themselves but that isn't the case for all body shamers some are just spiteful and it's that that you said that inherent fat phobia um and that's what needs to change is that that the more, like we've, we've already said this, but the more mainstream media that has larger people and fat people, we normalise it and we normalise our health being our own business and our doctor's business and maybe our family's business and um, or our partner's business or whatever. And we don't, we stop sort of discussing all these things about our body. There's so much more to us than just how we look anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, like I was, I've got a beautiful mind, a beautiful soul. I'm a giving, kind, compassionate person. I work hard. I've... I, of course I love my body and I talk about that but I'm also so much more than just being a fat woman yeah and do you know what that made me think of was when the picture of Adele got released on her birthday that she put on her mm. Instagram and um I saw god I mean obviously it went viral because anything Adele puts up would go viral anyway but because <laughs> there was such a dramatic um there was there was a dramatic weight loss like evidently no one was denying that but she hadn't acknowledged it and everyone suddenly was like expecting her one to acknowledge it and two I saw so many people sharing it like oh my god Adele is is motivation like you know and I read a really interesting article about it because I was sort of like working through it like no like this is this is not the reaction that people should be automatically having Mm. um and they were like either way whether you're um a fat person who no longer feels they can identify with Adele now that she's thin or you know you're you're someone who's looking at her as you know inspiration to lose weight you've still reduced her to a body she's literally become just a body to you that's all it. that talent and she has <laughs> she's incredible and she's funny and witty and smart and she's a mother and she's done all these incredible things and we as a as a public eye we have no idea what she's been through mm-hmm. that might not be of a healthy weight loss uh, a healthy weight loss it, but it might have been but that's not our business and of course that's the scrutiny it's the same with lizzo this was a fat black woman who is unapolog- unapologetically herself and i love i love to see that she has done so much for me with her music and her message and i know she's done so much for large people and large black people all across the country country world we're not in america um <laughs> i'm glad we're not in america globally <laughs> um, globally um and but she's still is reduced to her size and I think she can see she's resilient but it's this like imagine how that must have affected Adele 
seen all those comments on she you know she may have gone through some hardships in her personal life we don't know and mm. imagine seeing all that stuff it's all that praise and validation because now she's worthy was she not worthy before and it's the yeah. same like with Lizzo it's Lizzo is she goes on tour and like twerks and dances for two hours and plays the flute and you think she's not healthy she's so like, fit she there's, she's, she's so definitely fit. got better physical fitness than I do without a doubt but people just oh can't God. believe yes. that they just can't fathom and, but it. even if she didn't it's no yeah. one's business this is the reason this is why it's so tricky it's like well whether she was incredibly unhealthy that's she's not saying to you go out and be like to me she was saying that that's promoting a bad message I guess I don't but it's not our business and it's so frustrating it's so frustrating that obviously that's on a global perspective I deal with that locally in my own community and from past events at school or whatever um and I deal with it online and Mm. um but I can't even imagine I'm resilient myself but the women like public figures people who are fat it's admirable i don't i don't know how so admirable yeah i don't know how it's amazing something that you brought up then was um and you talked about a bit um earlier in the conversation was impacts on on mental health and how you know there was that time uh, when you were in the shop and someone said, oh, you look great because you'd lost weight, but actually you mm. were mentally really struggling. Um, and I think that that is something when we're looking at bodies and we're reducing people to a body and we're not thinking about anything else other than their external um, mm. appearance, particularly as a woman, it's, it's completely rife. Mm. Um, and I know you've had your own mental health um, you know, struggles and things that you've gone through. And it'd be really good if you feel able to talk about that and talk about how, you know, I know fat phobia isn't like the sole cause of of the experiences you have with your mental health, but I think it's probably a contributing factor. Definitely. And I think it's just really important to talk about that. Yeah. So um I should talk a little bit about my mental health journey really, I think. So I was uh I uh, had I had childhood trauma a traumatic event happened to me uh surrounding sexual assault when I was 11 so that's probably the main reason um I have mental health issues um but it's all been I'm doing a therapy in a couple of weeks which is all about exploring what's happened through my childhood and adolescence to where I am now so I will be talking about all this sort of stuff um in that session obviously I'll talk about the emotional side of that um in my session not on a podcast um but that has led I've, I've had experience of self-harm of suicide attempts of suicidal ideation of um many mental health issues psychosis and recently since November I've been under diagnosis of bipolar 2 which is a diagnosis mm-hmm. process that takes four to seven years on average so it's a very long process um so when people like to comment on my body I I just think I'm dealing with a lot anyway in my mind living with bipolar is not easy in the slightest it's it's my life it takes over every aspect of my life like we talked about this didn't we um I had a bad couple of days and I thought oh god do I really want to come and do this like because I thought last night I might wake up tomorrow and be 
feeling awful and then you know I feel like that's that letting you down and we talked about how we need to destigmatize that conversation around mental health anyway and be like don't need to apologize for our mental health um but then we can talk about that that's another topic isn't it um but yeah I think so the, the correlation between this is interesting the correlation between my bipolar and my my fatness and so i have a condition called hyperthyroidism which is an underactive thyroid and that's very hormone based controlled as well um and that affects like mood swings in in, in women and mm. 7% of people and it's the same with pcos it affects your mood so chucking a bit of bipolar there that's a whole <laughs> concoction of fun <laughs> um, and so obviously my PCOS is a contributing factor to my weight so it's just interesting how me and my mum always say this it's just really interesting how it all links in together um but definitely like we discussed my my bullying of being fat and the fat phobia I've experienced as a young girl and as, as a young woman now um has definitely contributed to my mental health oh my god like like so much can I've been told to, to end my life because of my weight that that doesn't I, I can slide that off my shoulders but that does stick with me I don't sometimes think does it stick in my where does it go all of that sort of hatred I receive where does that go do I does that come out in different ways but I think I just deal with it in therapy in my own way if I'm honest um and that's how I have to balance it with my mental illnesses as well um and I've had long-lasting depression for a very long time obviously with bipolar that's bipolar 2 is different to bipolar but bipolar 2 um I do get mania sometimes and all of that um but I have very long lasting depression. So when that happens and say I've, I've had a comment from someone, I'm quite good when I get comments online, I kind of snap back, quite, and kill them with kindness is my main thing or educate them on, on it because you don't want to just be like, fuck you, you twat. Cause sometimes that's necessary, but sometimes they, they genuinely not understand something and that's okay. That's human. We all make mistakes. We all need to learn. Um, so I, yeah, I'm quite good at that resilience but that does end up somewhere and I think that somewhere is sometimes my own mental health I think I can talk and talk and talk about being strong and resilient which I am I'm not dismissing that but there is a point where it does get too much what the commentary does get too much if anyone was commenting on you that much I had an image of me on Twitter that I posted to empower other people on International Women's Day that got reposted by like football Twitter which is like a whole other breed mm. of human um and that got was seen over by like ten thousand people probably more and i had to i went viral trying to get this tweet down because i was like that i don't mind my body being online but when it's under scrutiny and this entire thread of over 250 comments commenting on how i don't deserve love and oh god she looks like Jabba the Hutt is always the one from star wars and i'm like oh i've heard that like 17 times <laughs> um but that having that happened that was like probably in the middle of lockdown around april that was one of the hardest things i've ever had to go through Um, maybe that sounds fucking awful it was horrific it was truly horrific i'm so sorry that that happened to you like shit that's horrible and i guess what i like this is why i wanted to talk about the mental health thing because Mm. behind an image is a human being as we've said earlier in the podcast and like how like how do you deal with that (laughs) like how do you deal with that when you're already dealing with mental health struggles and people are reducing you 
to to your, a body. Yeah, to your body and demeaning you i think yeah. how i how i've learned to deal with it i used to deal with it with like means of self-harm and 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 hiding myself from others and all of that and and hating myself i did hate myself i've been in that self-hatred place this is why i'm such an advocate for self-love because i've been there it's not mm. easy i know that it was like that for five years of my life probably more than that really um how i deal with that i'd say is i kind of take it on and use it as empowerment i try it, it fuels me it's like mm. Okay, someone said this to me, to every one person who doesn't like you, there are about 99 other people who love what I do and it helps them. And it helps me talking about my being open with my self-love journey and my self-acceptance and my mental health and my physical health, whatever it is. Um, it helps me and it helps destigmatize something. And that is beautiful. If I'm helping myself and someone else and changing something, even if it's just one little post, it's not just, I don't just post stuff online. I'm a trainee mental health worker. So I'm trying to make change. I'm, I'm, I, could, I guess I could call myself a freelancer. I've had paid pieces done. I've been interviewed by people, obviously doing this. I've been on Women's Hour. I've done all these things. Um, and that helps people and all that hatred I've received the emotional side I do deal with in therapy and I will probably continue to do that because obviously like we mentioned earlier I have a lot of trauma from past bullying surrounding my, my weight um, I, I have to just utilize it as a power and just take it back and I know it's not easy for everyone but just in my own personal experience doing that just keeps it just kept me going like it, it is hard there are days where I've been after being body shamed massively or someone's been really rude about something about my me or whatever um where it, it it's like god this is all I am isn't it this is all I am and I'm never going to be anything else I'm never going to be more than a fat woman um but what I like to think is I am a fat woman and I can also be all these other beautiful things but I can also still be a happy healthy fat woman and that's okay so the emotional side is more I think just personally with my own obviously with bipolar I have to deal with that stuff in therapy and I you know hopefully I know not everyone who deals with mass body shaming doesn't have that outlet so advice would be to people is just your validation comes from you and no one else that's any body size any gender you are any age you are that's what how it should be and um yeah, it's really this is just really fucking sad to just because looking back on the amount I've endured but it's it's powered me I've kept I've kept going I haven't given up and even I had given up for a bit that's okay too like um but I've carried on and I will always carry on I think <laughs> yeah and you're so much more like like we keep going back to the same thing you're so much more than a fat woman like that's not your mm. I know it's a part of your identity but that is not your identity in whole like you're more than a body like we're all more than a body and mm. I think that yeah um hopefully people listening to this will have you know perhaps had to address their own internal dialogue with regards to fat phobia and think about mm. like you know why do they dislike fat people like what have fat people actually done to them because I think that actually people who don't like fat people need to take a look at themselves and this is something that I had to do like I've said mm. like this is something I had to really go through and I had to look at myself and think well why don't why don't you like fat people that is because of the 
the social conditioning you've been socially conditioned to not like fat people as a, as a culture we have a fear of fat so your fear of fat is literally see like when you see someone fat it reminds you that you're scared of being fat it reminds mm, you that you fat. you don't you don't want to be that um and yeah it's it's not an easy journey to go through but it is a lot easier to go through it like if i have as a thin that. person like yeah than to experience fat phobia and mm. i'm such a happier person since I've, you know, I've gone through a lot. I've had my own things with mental health in the last couple of years and different therapies and whatever um, as well. And I think when you take ownership of, of uh, not just about mental health, but like ownership of you as a person and start to like really unpick things, you just have such a happier, like more liberating life. Definitely. And I that's think what that's I'm what people from. are also scared of when they see you because you're going against the status quo. Yeah. Literally taking selfies in your underwear as a fat woman. And people are like, people are scared to go against the grain. They're scared yeah. to be different. They're scared to speak up. Um, so, so they don't want to, they, you know, it's that fear. It's that internalized fear. And one thing that I've read, this is like the psychology of fatness as well is, um, as a women, um, this is like all down to nature and hormones and how we work as, as, as like homo sapiens, is that right. they're fearful because larger women are more childbearing. So there's that, there's that oh, internal. Wow. It's how interesting. interesting. It? So, and, 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 you know, the male um, hormonal attraction is to larger people because, you know, naturally we're here on this planet to reproduce, aren't we? Because we're, we're, we're mammals. Mm. Um, obviously, societal conditions come into more. Than that, we aren't. You know, I always try and advocate that we're more. We're here as women. We can't find my words. As women, we're not here just to have children. We're here to right. do lots of amazing things as well. I think. Um, and so that you know, males are more attracted to to the women who have childbearing hips or who have the 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 body to to hold and bear a child. That's just nature, and I think that's probably mm. definitely changed as we've evolved. But that is does come come down to it sometimes, and I think that's why some women against women get jealous um or fearful of fat people but there's all these different factors in there like you said societal um society have that fat phobia ingrained into us um i've experienced like you know i said earlier i've been fat phobic to myself um that's probably a mixture of self-hate and and all of that but i have like you know um stigmatized fatness before and i've had to unlearn that and i'm a mistake making human i not perfect i have flaws um we all do we all learn um it's just if, if you're trying to learn that's the best thing you can be doing if you're trying to unpick things and you're trying to understand different issues especially around like weight and stuff because it's something that we, we 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 live with every day our body so that's another thing i'm like you live with this body every day that you, that you have so why do you why do you not like it learn to mm. love it i know it's hard but if you can like i always say this go and compliment me and love me why can't you do that for yourself what's uh, you know try and uh, learn and understand and and unpick things that's so important is learning isn't it learning all these different yes. things yes it's about educating yourself and also just like on this note, I read a really good quote in a book I'm reading recently. And you know, when something just really sticks with you um, mm. and it was hurt people, hurt people. Mm. So like if you're hurting, then you're more likely to hurt other people. So whenever I, and now I really try to hold myself accountable. Like when I catch myself thinking anything about anyone, you know, like mm. anyone, 
putting myself in a position where I'm thinking about someone else's life and their business in a negative way, or maybe I'm not thinking about their life. I'm just thinking about their appearance, whatever it is. I'm like, hang on a minute. What's going on with you? Why are you feeling threatened by this? Why are you feeling the need to pull this person apart mentally? Obviously, I would never say so, something to yeah. say, but you know, we all do it. We walk in, you know, yeah. why am I intimidated right now? What, what, what's going on? Um, and I really try and look at myself and unpick that. And it's not easy to do, but it's, it's so worth it because, you know, I think like you've said a lot of the times, it's nobody else's business. So like, if you've got an issue with someone, it's actually your issue and you need to yeah, help what's going on. Solve it. Yeah. I made a tweet about that the other day. I was like, um, as, as something about a society, we hate fat people. And I was like, and it's not up to us fat people to unpick it for you. Go and do that yourself. Yeah. Of course, education is important. And I try and education and um, educate and empower people. But internalized fat phobia is something that is not fat people's fault. And it's not something that we have to society already hates us so we have to deal with that daily yeah um and then obviously all our own unique personal circumstances anyway so it's yeah yeah that goes for all forms of oppression you know like recently there's been a big black lives matter movement like it's not for white people to go crying to black people asking them to educate them it's not for men to go crying to women saying oh i don't understand toxic masculinity or i don't understand feminism like all that's such an important That's such an important point. I say that about feminism. Of course, feminism is for everyone, but toxic masculinity and those sort of um, men, the, how many men sexually harass people and sexually assault people, that is not up to women and femme-presenting people to unpack. That is up to you. We can be there for you and educate you and help you, but it's not, it's not, we're not caregivers. We're not here to mother you. Like, yeah, that mm. might have been the case before, but that's not, no. Go and Use Google. <laughs> It's Google. <laughs> Literally, it's Google. Ah, oh, Phoebs, like I'm very conscious of time. And really quickly before we go, I just want to talk about the speak up space because something that you've decided to do recently. And this is, yeah, this is why you're so much more than a body. This is like a prime example <laughs> of what you're doing with the speak up space. So can you just talk about the speak up space, what it is, how people can get involved, where they can find it? Of course. So the Speak Up Space is a safe and compassionate sort of listening space. And um, there's a whole team of us. Um, I'm the founder, but that's that's not just it. There's a whole bunch of us working behind the scenes um, to help give people support and signposting and someone to listen to who have been through sexual violence, sexual harassment, sexual assault, child abuse, anything that correlates. Something that so many of us have experienced um, in our lives. Um, and sadly we'll go on to experience because that needs to change um and we just kind of realized well I've had this idea brewing for about six months and I kind of realized in my own social circles there have been outings of abusers and and predators and that gave me the sort of push to be like right shit you find out you've been through sexual assault or sexual harassment you didn't realize it at the time and you realize that now well where where do you go where do you turn to? It's so scary. As someone who's been through sexual assault and sexual violence, it's so scary. The police cannot do everything. And our justice system is very fucked in that, in that area. It's very, it's messed up. And um, so we can signpost to relevant services. I'm an MHFA trained. So I'm trained in mental health first aid. I'm a training mental health worker anyway. I have a DBS check. So I'm all good to sort of run this. <laughs> so, um, 
have started that and yeah we're, we've had so many survivors writing to us just to share their experiences and be heard and be validated um and then we have our creatives and we post lots of nice content um highlighting different issues um and you can find us on instagram and facebook and twitter and it's all uh, at the speak up space um and yeah we've got lots of exciting things to come so that's to look out and if anyone needs us we're there for them oh and i think what you're doing on there is amazing and i'm going to become a bit more actively involved with it as well yeah. um yay and people can find you at speak up space but if they want to find you personally and your page where you talk about a lot of the yes. stuff we've talked about you are where um on instagram it's phoebe's it's like jameo or jameo so it's phoebe's j-a-m yeah just type in Phoebe Jameson it'll come up um and uh Twitter is at Fat Phoebe's that's my Twitter handle uh yes taking it back <laughs> taking like, it reclaiming, back <laughs> reclaiming it well I actually I remember like I've had this before with other friends who have been oppressed for other reasons like friends that were oppressed over like sexuality for example and they're like yeah like I literally don't get like they mock themselves in a, like an empowering way over like the shitty things mm. kids used to say to them and mm. yeah I've, like I think it's amazing when people do that and there's been a lot of that in a lot of different movements Phoebes thank you so much for coming on I'm gonna put thank links you. um down below as well so if anyone's like desperately trying to find Phoebes on Instagram or <laughs> speak up space there's a link um in the show notes so you can just go and click on it really easily and thank you so much yeah, for coming on for and for being me. so open and talking about these things and know they're not the easiest things to talk about thank you thanks so much for listening if you found this episode useful then please consider leaving a review on itunes it really does go a long way and i'd be super grateful you can follow us on instagram at discuss underscore podcast to keep the conversation going or show your support by sharing the podcast with a friend who you think might enjoy it too. Thanks again, and I hope you all have a great day. 